0: Welcome back to episode four of our season preview. Tonight, We, are, this afternoon, we are joined by Cork City and I'm delighted to be joined by manager Ronan Collins. Ronan, welcome. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks very much for having us. Also on the line this evening is Ava O'Manny. Ava, thanks for coming along.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: I guess, Ronan, we will, we'll just talk about the whole madness of COVID. How have your Cork squad dealt with the whole no football since... No competitive football since October. Um, well, they were definitely hungry to get back
2: training when we were eventually allowed to come back and training. But the girls have been brilliant, I suppose. They would have had home programs to do and stuff, but like they were really good with it. And um, some of them have put in some really good work and just being back. I think we're back now. This is the fourth week we're going into that you can really see the benefits of the work they've put in, in that time, but it was definitely it was different, you know, and I suppose as we were talking earlier, you know, there's going to be stuff out of this such as that might help us and we've learnt more skills that we can bring forward, like allowing players to get work done, mobiles, you know, and at home and individual work. So I suppose the situation that it was was unprecedented, but we've been able to, to get some positives
0: out of it. Ava, for you in particular, um, doing two preseasons in the season must be strange.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, you definitely prefer to be playing the old matches, like. But um, we were really lucky with kind of what our management staff um provided to us. The amount of like homework it and like support, and you know, if we had any kind of questions, like, look, you know, how do we do this kind of drill or whatever, they were always straight on to us. So it was tough times for everyone, you know. But uh, we got through it, and we're back playing matches soon. So yeah.
0: Like especially you would have been you you would have been involved in international stuff at the start of the year, so like there was lots to look forward to, and then all that got pushed Definitely, back, so it yeah. got cancelled as well.
1: It must oh, be disappointing. Got it. got it. We were off to Czech Republic um, uh, two weeks after the initial lockdown, and I came home on the Wednesday before the Thursday before everything locked down and came up uh, from Marbella with the under 19s and we were just buzzing like just the weather was good the football was good coming off uh, with wins against Russia and things like that and then uh, we were just absolutely excited for Czech Republic and for that to be cancelled oh, it was a pity and then for the older girls as well you know their last year under 19 they didn't even get to experience it but Look, what can you do? You know, we just
0: had to deal with it. Like even for yourself, like it's it's it is a strange one because you you were gearing up, you were playing a lot of games in quick concession. Obviously, you talk about the Russia and the the game, obviously mm. like going to the Czech Republic. Plus, you would have been playing the couple of friendlies with Cork in the lead up, the build up to the season. Like it was, it was a strange time in in terms of the fact that. Up until a couple of days before the season started, we weren't sure whether we were going to go or we weren't going to go because early on, we weren't seeing a lot of numbers at that stage. So like when when the decision came to pull the season, that must have been the most gutting part because at that stage, we didn't really know how bad this was.
1: Yeah like um, at the start you know we thought it was kind of you know a two week break or something so we were like oh that's you know that's grand we can deal with that keep our training going we'll get back to the season but um, yeah for the season to be gone it's kind of, my life kind of went from like on the go constantly to like just slowing down completely and not you know you don't know what to do with all the free time so it was definitely very strange and disappointing all the same. <laughs>
0: Just in terms of yourself, Ronan, with being, with being a manager like that, like at the start, as Ava said, we didn't think it was going to be that long. And then, as a source that you're that we're in, how long do you, how long did you give the players before you start to give them the likes of the individual training stuff? Or was that straight yeah. away? We,
2: we, we met the night before lockdown and we didn't know we were kind of going into lockdown and we kind of started with season targets and whatnot. And then all of a sudden we were in lockdown. So we were day planning and i'd say that was thursday but i'd say we had the plans out by saturday oh yeah 100%. Everyone kind of individual so i suppose the biggest issue with the planning was actually looking at how long we'd be so we we're kind of will we be two weeks because then we would be four weeks and then you're thinking eight weeks so we kind of started taking it in blocks and kind of every four weeks or so we kind of changed it all up and so and even as it as things were on, we got better at it, I felt, and things became a lot more individualized. That, you know, some people were concentrating on certain stuff and other people were concentrating on other stuff. And, like, I think the big thing during all the lockdown is we all probably had a bit of time to reflect on ourselves and learn things about ourselves. And, like, definitely myself, but I'd say everyone had certain weeks where they were really motivated, really flying, getting loads done, very productive. And there was probably other weeks where, you just weren't in the same headspace, you know, so it was a very strange time. So I suppose that was a lot of it as well, kind of learning at where people were at and, you know, who's going through a really good phase and maybe supporting people that need a bit of support at that time. You know? So it, definitely a huge learning curve in it.
0: Like in, ter- in terms of a collective group, would there be much, would you have done much bonding sessions throughout the opposite the break in terms of like quizzes and stuff like that I do want to come on to the uh, Martin situation we'll discuss that a little bit later
2: again we were we were lucky Maria would have went and organized the quiz which Ava, didn't she and then yeah I was I good. Suppose, we, we, we latched on to I suppose what Maria was doing and again as I said the things developed as it went on we started kind of doing group zoom calls between the girls where I suppose we give them information on the next program or whatnot that was proposed. And then the girls could stay on and chat to themselves and kind of touch base. And it was actually, I know it was one of the points here she made at one stage to us was that, like, can we start doing more together? Do you know, so we're not, mm-hmm. um, we're not, um, what's the term, uh, strangers when we come back. And that was really like, <laughs> yes. as well, do you know.
0: Like that, that, that's that in itself. Like, because as we did say, it, it's nobody knew what was happening. Like, in terms of before the season, would you have been fully ready to go? Uh, just before the. The, the break did come in or, or are you happy to have that bit of longer time so obviously to learn to learn and work on the stuff
2: I I suppose we'd always be working on everything anyway so you're always ready but you can always do more do you know that kind of way so like you want to be playing matches though and I think Ava said it earlier like of course we wanted the season start but when it couldn't then it just became a new opportunity for us to work in a different way and like, I don't know what you think now, Ava, but we'd be really happy with how the girls took that opportunity up and we think they've really come on in that time. So I suppose we've turned what was an unfortunate situation. Do you know, I think we've made a lot of positives out of it and created a lot of opportunities for ourselves.
1: Yeah, but- definitely. I think uh, the players kind of took uh, or even developed a bit of responsibility, you know, because you're left to your own devices. You know, it's a you that has to like control your training sessions
0: rather than the coaches. So that's definitely a positive. Like in terms of your squad, like Ron, we'd had a, a little conversation before the season start, due to start. You, you have quite a young side as well. This year, a lot of young players as well this year. So like that's the sort of time that they can develop and mature, you know, and learn, especially learn a lot during, during these sort of windows. It's It drives them to want it even more. So
2: yeah, yeah, uh, we're we're blessed. We're blessed down here with the the players we have, but the older players as well, <laughs> do you know. But obviously our younger players, and I suppose the way the club is set up, that we're all very connected. So I suppose from a younger age, they they have a good idea of what's expected and demanded to play at national league level. So, you know, I suppose it gave them more time to mature. But those girls have been working hard all the time, and if it had been. I and mean, I suppose we all would have loved being that we're now talking and we're, what, eight games to go in the season and we've played two-thirds of the season, you know, and they'd be two-thirds of the season down in that way. But they just picked up a different type of experience, which is going to really stand to them also.
0: And just as you said there, you talked, you touched on the club a little bit. Like, It's one of not many National League clubs. I know Shelbourne have restructured their academy in recent months. Payment. I have got one there as well, but some other clubs necessarily don't have the full structure. Like Cork, gives the opportunity for kids to come in at a young age and come into the academies and then work their way up. And obviously, have the seventeens. Like that's a great advantage for for honing young talent.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I, I suppose it's not about necessarily holding talent, but it's growing talent. And like we're we're just blessed in Cork. It's it's a fan run club, Um the people who run the club really care about the total growth and I know the comment is always used around the club of one club and like since the women's section has become part of the club we've really grown from strength to strength as well and like the amount of support like even as coaches that we get every day from all the staff that are in the club and the coaches and the boys side of the club and the men it's terrific and it's it's a great environment to be in and like even
1: what,
0: we're five days a week now this week, even Bishopstown is brilliant. yeah, yeah. like that's even great that you, you have that opportunity to even go s- such a many so many sessions a week, like because we see with some national league clubs they can only get the bear tuesday thursday, some some go three nights a week. Was that a conscious effort to try to do more just to to make sure you're hundred percent ready to go oh uh,
2: yeah, yeah, but. We've always, I suppose, strive to do more and get better. And I suppose allow female players to, to be excellent, you know, and to strive in everything they can do. And like some players, I say Ava's one of these, that, geez, we can't get out seven nights a week. Cause if we could, they'd be there, you know?
1: So um, we're trying our best, days. Yeah, we're still pushing for it.
0: <laughs> in, ter- in terms of just the season ahead, obviously we're a little under three weeks to go. You've you a, a nice road trip to start. You're up in Dublin. Before we talk about the fixtures, of the opening day of the season, you're up in Dublin at the weekend for a, a friendly against the Champions' P Mount United. It must be great to just be playing regularly friendlies because that's a couple you've had now in the last week, two weeks.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's it's great to get games under your belt. You know, um, um that's what it's all about. And you learn from friendlies as well. Like P Mount was a great game the weekend that. P men were really good to us as well. Did excellent preparation. You know, it's not it's not easy to to host the game at the moment, and you know, so fair play to them. So we learned a lot. It was a good good weekend, and we've had plenty other games. So you know, even the inter squad games is great at the moment. The numbers we have, you know, the quality of seventeens coming up as well and pushing. So we're getting a good bit under our belt.
0: And would both, team, both teams train together or are they trained separately at to and senior uh, season? We,
2: tra- we train separately, but we'd very often have girls coming up and like letting them know what it's like with us. And similarly, academy girls coming up and training with seventeen. It's all, I suppose, about stretching players and pushing
0: the standard all the time. Good boost to get two players back who who missed the majority of last season. And Sean and Lauren, obviously coming back from them, horrific injuries
2: yeah they're they 're nearly close now, another few weeks still to go with them, but um they 've done really well, and even like out of all, I suppose it's been great how lockdown has really benefited them they 've had a lot of time to really concentrate. in their development. both of them have done super I, I know we would have done a lot of leaderboard activities and whatnot during the lockdown, and it was great to see them move up and up the leaderboard as I suppose their body started doing what it was meant to be doing you know and whatnot and the girls started putting in that effort so like that that's going to be really good for them and I'm sure there's other players around the league as well that have had quite bad injuries and it's great now that they can actually come back as a squad together
0: yeah, no, absolutely, I agree with that because I spoke to Tegan Ruddy and she said she was a while away as well. So like, she's another one from Piment who who would benefit from it. In terms of in terms of just the opening day of the season, we'll give the listeners a, a little rundown through it. You've got an away trip to Shelbourne. It doesn't start it doesn't start easy, but yet again, it's the sort of trip you like to go and test yourself against. It. No game in the league is going to be easy this year.
2: No, no. And, like, Shelburne are a really good squad. They move the ball around really well. And, like, every game brings its own challenges. And, like, we'll prepare for those challenges. And we'll enjoy them and relish them. And we learn from them. We develop from them all the time. And, you know, so... You're going to have to play them all at some stage, you know?
0: And I just... I, I'll i get both your, thought, your, your thoughts on this. The format this year, it's slightly different. Play everybody once, then the league splits off into... A top four, top five hasn't been decided yet. I think it's just, I think just because of the year that's in it, we're all just happy to have football. But that'll make it interesting though, having two sections this year. Because it means that teams who who necessarily wouldn't be fighting for top spot have something to aim for to get into another, a a different section of the league even.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like, to give credit to the people's organising league like it's a difficult year to sort something you know do you go with one phase do you go with one and a half like I, I'd agree very much sentiment your thoughts just want to be out playing competing in matches you know and whatever format it was you'll take it on as it is and I suppose the format that's there it gives you something to aim for you know and to take on all those teams so again you got to play them all, you're going to have to play them all at some stage and I know it then splits so we're looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, exactly like, I'm just excited to get back playing to be honest and then the added kind of pressure of, you know, making top four, top five adds a bit of competitiveness and rivalry like which just, it's going to make the league more exciting and better to play and to be honest and I don't know how they sorted out the fixtures, you know. It looks very confusing and things like that, but uh, I'm just thankful we're out playing again in three weeks.
0: Absolutely. Like, and it's one thing that I do have to give them credit, as you said there, Ron, well. it's been a hard year to organise fixtures. The midweek fixtures, I spoke to Dave Rooney about this as well. They're all organised in regional fixtures, so there's no massive sending a Dublin team up down to Cork or sending Cork up to Dublin. They're, they're regionalised in terms of Cork play Limerick the two Dublin two Dublin derbies, and then there's uh, Athlone and Galway so it's good to see that they are regionalised that we're not putting the players out to make them have to travel long long distance the
2: the other thing I suppose they've done is they've moved the fixtures a week earlier I think than originally put first so players should still not be in school or college now obviously you have players who are working as well which is a consideration so so midweek fixtures are never easy but at least if they've regionalised at number one and still done it in August number two so Play to the league for that, that was really good of them because it's important yeah. that we do structure a league around our players because it's our players, and making the league accessible to our players is the most important thing because they're the real product in the league. And um, now there is an interesting uh, midweek fixture in the second set of games, so it'll be interesting how that comes out because obviously it'll be only much later we'll be able to make.
0: Do you know those fixtures will be able to. And we, smoke. Going, and we won't know who's going to play who because that's yeah. sort of harder to to regionalize. Yeah. But yeah, that that'll be a, that'll be a tough one. Height unf- to winter and whatnot as well, you know. Mm. Unf- unfortunately, just in terms of the league itself, um there's been a, a few a few disgruntles over the cup final being moved out of the Aviva Stadium. We just want to get both your thoughts on that. Um, I I'll give you where I I stand on it. I was. I'm against it. I don't like the i don't I don't like the idea. However, if they're going to do it and they're going to run everything's going to be run correctly, the women's going to be given the massive show that they deserve. I'm up for trying these sort of things. I'll I'll roll in behind it. I'll promote it as much as I can. I'll get involved in all that sort of stuff. Just want to get your thoughts on potentially having it in Tallaght Stadium rather than the Aviva. Eva. Um, uh,
1: well, for me, anyway. You know, there's probably not going to even be a crowd there because of COVID-19 and stuff. So, look, if it's down in a local park or whatever, you know, at this stage, it doesn't matter. It's still same competition, same teams will be playing in it. You're fighting for the same trophy. So, and all the, like, media around it will still be the same. So, and Tallah Stadium, the pitch is fantastic as well so for me it won't be an issue you know it, a game's a game you know so the competitiveness is still going to be there and um, yeah it doesn't really make a difference
2: there's a real football's answer for you now Aaron <laughs> yeah. I tell you that's what you want a player to answer
0: Absol- um, absolutely
2: now and I think Ava made a good point there that like, obviously there's a question on will there be a crowd and whatnot this year. And, you know, we don't know the full extent of why certain decisions are made and it's always very hard. We, we don't know what situation we're in, but obviously like we'll go back to when, you know, um, Cork won the cup back in 2017 when Frank with the girls, they've done a brilliant job. That, that was one of the biggest days in the club's history for the men and the women's team to arrive back in Grand Parade with both clubs together. And, like, that was a terrific day today to have. And, like, whether it be us or whether it be other clubs in the league. And I know you were mentioning Shells earlier also have a structure where it's one club. But to give credit, there is strong connections between other clubs and men's sections, you know, or men's teams in League of Ireland. And, like, there's a great day for them to go and win the cup on the same day together like that was a really special event now that's one point i I also think um, you know definitely when you read things from girls around the league saying you know big big events they remember or enjoyed it was playing in our national stadium was huge for them um i know i'm looking at our squad list this year and i think i think it's 18 academy players now we have in our squad but I'd say virtually all 18 of them were in that cup final in 2007. Were you there, Ava? No. Did you- <laughs>
1: that day? Huh? No, I, was, uh, I think I was like 15
2: or something. So, no. Okay. So, but we, we had, and like, I know, I know, for example, Maria O'Sullivan was one I talked to that day after. I remember Maria just turning and going, I want to play here. And that was when she was 16 or so. So it's a huge ma- motivator for younger girls to see you know, girls in the National League, which is something every girl can do. That's where I want to play and playing there. And so obviously it's disappointing it's not in the Aviva. Hopefully it's something that maybe could be looked at in future years. But while it's still there, like Tal Tala's where it is, and it's a terrific stadium as well. And I'd very much go from a coach's perspective, it's a pitch, there's a football, there's two goals and there's twenty-two players on the pitch. So go play, just as Ava said.
0: I remember the Cork City day quite fondly, because I, I was speaking to, I spoke to Frank after the game. I also spoke to Claire Shine, who's who got the winner that day. And I remember, like, you know, you could even see people like Kevin Galvin, who has covered Cork City women for years, being in the in the tunnel after the game. Just you could see the joy on their face, you know, and you could see the whole what it meant, and then to see the lads do it a couple of hours later, like. The place was the place was rock the place was rocking for the whole for the whole thing. But I do agree, in terms of what what Ava says as well. It, it's a pitch, and you just want to play the competition because let's be honest, it may it may, may be one that could have been easily scrapped, even though it is such a prestigious competition. But just Ava, you said you'd play it anywhere. Would you? Yeah. Pay, would you play the USA in a, in a in a local field as well? Any place. to Be
1: honest, I play okay, <laughs> with cows oh, and
0: yes. all behind me and all. <laughs> Tell me, th- tell me this—the um, car- the Alex Morgan jersey. Yeah. Have we got it framed, or has someone managed to get it off? Of you?
1: No, it's in the wardrobe anyway. You know, I'm not risking wearing it now because it's white and all like. But uh, yeah, it's kept safe anyway.
0: Like that was, that was a huge moment, especially considering you're so young to get that opportunity to play in America against the USA.
1: Do you know what? I think it's just the experience that stand to me. Um, even if I got, you know, I obviously didn't get that many minutes. I got like 20 or something, but the experience just to like take it all in. I think I, my, the whole night my jaw was to the floor. Like I was just amazed, you know. But it's great to see the professional attitude of the Irish players, the American players, the crowds, you know, the setting, everything now. It's kind of like, you kind of dip your toe in to the sea and you're like, I want to dive in, but you can't yet, you know, that way. So it literally just made me hungrier to fight for where I want to go. So, yeah.
0: And is that just the standards that you see when you go to, say, an international camp, does that make you want to bring make it may, obviously wants to make make you work harder when you're back with your club? But it also, I'd say that helps you drive on as well by by trying to lead and show things that you've learned in terms of you know whether it be tempo sessions because if players see other players do something and they step up, they always tend to try and follow them as well.
1: Yeah, and definitely like even then it's it's exactly like that. And then there's another thing. It's like, uh oh. You know, if I'm not even performing in Corp City training, I'm kind of saying to myself, like, you need to, you need to start performing or else, you know, you don't even deserve to be there. So it's like you're putting that kind of positive pressure on yourself to raise your standards again. So I think, um, yeah, all the experiences are just really good for me at the moment. So, yeah.
0: In terms of, Ronan, in terms of, as Ava just said there, say, for example, if someone like, I know it doesn't happen often, but if Ava had a bad game and putting pressure on them, I'd say you'd be the sort of person to just go and put an arm around the shoulder and just say, it's fine, relax, we can just we can do better the next day.
2: Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I, I will say, and I think this is something that Ava, I, what my people talk to you about, we're really lucky with the group of people we have working with Cork City and um, all the staff we have, whether it be Paul, Jess, Steve, James, Josh, Jacob, you know, Anya, like, that's with the senior squad alone, we're very close with our academy and our 17 staff as well, so, like, we all have different people that can support, like, I know Ava, there's a lot of people there that I've named that have been really good to you over the years, and, you know, like, that's what we really have, it's not, one person it's everyone and what everyone brings to the party to support people because like truth be told Paul's much probably better with people than I am do you know and he's much better at supporting players in that kind of way and like Jess is terrific at it as well you know I know Jess has a very good relationship with you for example Ava do you know that kind of yeah, way So, yeah. like Steve's done brilliant work with the goalkeepers do you know so Like, there's the girls that have come up through like like of Sarah and whatnot with the 17. So, like, we're so lucky that players, uh, and I feel players in the club are extremely lucky that they have all those different supports and connections there, do you know. So, so it might allow me sometimes <laughs> to get on Ava's back about something, you know, and for someone else to be there to kind of go, don't mind that guy, he's just off on one of his ranks, you know. <laughs> no,
1: it's a safe environment, you know, like... I'm personally, I'm never afraid to ask questions, you know. And then if you tell me, if Ronan tells me something, look, you know, you need to, you need to do this, you need to do that. Like I'm not afraid to ask why, and you know, he doesn't mind me asking why. He just lets me know, and I, it's really good because it's, it's, you know, it works two ways. So, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's one thing that I I notice a lot with female footballers. And every manager tells them the exact same thing. They love asking questions as to why something is being given. And they love that attention to detail.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, um, you'd be like, like I watch a lot of kind of the American soccer league over on YouTube. And the players, like I always see like the likes of Julie Earths just go up to the ref, like why, you know, why was that a foul? What did I do wrong? And things like that. So um, it's interesting to see then. And, then you, you look at the lads and they're like, that's
0: not a foul at all, you know. So, um, yeah, I agree with that one. Just don't go up to an Irish referee. That wouldn't end up going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no.
1: Obviously, and even,
0: even like, I suppose we're
2: always growing that community. Even like, so Nick now has come in this year. You've had Nick for the last few weeks, Ava, as well. And I yeah. think he's, he's brought something different to the dynamic as well. That will challenge players in a way, but also give them that support as well. So, so, like, that's something we really proud, pride ourselves on. And I think the girls really benefit from it as well. But but they work for it also.
0: Just the last thing I do want to touch on, I mentioned it earlier. Avi, you, you must just love running, do you? Because you run a marathon. <laughs> your club is doing a charity event to to run a certain amount of marathons, And yourself and Becky Castle decided to do one each.
1: Do you know what I'd say? For me personally, and I'd say for Becky as well, we just we just love the challenge, you know what I mean? Um, Sure, comfort zone, you don't want to stay in that long, like, you just want to keep pushing it and pushing it, so, um, yeah, you know the way, so when you have matches, you're always challenging yourself against opponents and things like that, but I think the marathon kind of, it, it was, a, it was, a, you know, obviously a phys- huge physical challenge, but also, it tested my mental ability as well, you know, because, Sometimes you could be running it and after your first calendar, you're like, do not, this is hard. Like, I'll stop. Like, but then if you, if you say, look, I'm running a marathon. I'm doing it for charity. I'm doing it for a purpose. There's the whole the entire clubs behind me. The girls are behind me. My managers, family, everything. The charities behind me and all. And you go out. Um. Sure. I remember I woke up that morning. I was like, I, I don't want to I don't want to go for a run, I don't want to do 5k but I was like look this is your opportunity to test yourself mentally. I went out um, and the feeling after just my friends met me in the park after I went for a swim and the satisfaction knowing that you kind of broke you know you broke your mental boundary and you are actually capable of doing anything if you put your mind to it so that's the Tiffany I got and I'm really thankful I actually decided to do it in the end
0: and how long how long did you train for uh,
1: three and a half weeks four oh.
0: weeks you know <laughs> yeah like that's that, uh, they do say like a marathon training is normally six to nine months and to do something like that in a couple of weeks it really would have absolutely tested your, your, your mental resolve just talk to me a little bit about you know, Ronan you can come in as well about the charity and how this all come about yeah, will hey, I start with that one too?
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, basically, I during lockdown I ran a half marathon, and then I was like, that's that wasn't as bad as I expected. Um, and then a few days later, I got on to run on. I was like, run on. I kind of want to run a marathon, but I don't want to do it just for myself. I was like, I need a purpose behind it. I want to. I want something to benefit from it and then we two of us got thinking and roan on went into the club and who the club works with and of course core Penny Dinners it's local they work with the club and um, so we decided yeah let's work with them let's raise money you know it's a tough time with the whole COVID-19 you know it's a charity that really needed it in that that time and still needs it so
0: yeah, we decided to go for that. Like over 6,000, euro rise as well. Fantastic sum of money.
2: It's over seven, I think, now by this stage. But like, just so people are aware as well, like since the last crash, 2006, 2008, Cork Penny Dinners are now feeding 13 times the people they used to feed per week. All right? 13 times. All right? And I think we need to be aware of that as well, that like, there, there is people out there that need help and, like, they're a terrific charity that the club have supported for many years. So it was great to be able to do something of that. But even from my own point of view, to be made aware of the extent of that problem and, like, to be able to use, I suppose, um, for the girls to be able to use Cork City, yes, to keep their own training up, but then to help a cause like that was, was really positive. Like, Ava and Becky were super with the marathon their run, but absolutely every player hit their target and most went beyond and some of the times we got in were terrific we had James one of the other coaches who actually had to stop playing at a young age because of his own injury issues also broke a marathon earlier on he was only thinking geez I'll struggle to make a half you know so Like, it was great. I think Ava used the point that, like, breaking their own barriers and, like, not just with marathons, with other stuff. We've seen a lot of girls during lockdown set challenges for themselves in their own ways. And a lot of them have come back very confident people, you know, and you can see they've set personal goals. They've taken a lot of that training responsibility for themselves. And they're flourishing now because of
0: it. That's absolutely brilliant. But, like, I remember actually watching social media that day and just seeing everybody's, like, Oh, I hit my target, but I decided to go further. I just thought I thought it was brilliant and it was a, it was a great initiative that really needs to be highlighted. But just if anybody does want to have a look a little bit further into the charity, it's Cork corkpennies, dot they can have a look into it. Like it's a great to see that the club of you know getting behind such a, such an initiative because so many so many different charities and events happen during lockdown, like and not even to see that the money raised is, is superb. But, like, from what a lot of people have learned from it, even more is even better because they've taken us yeah. so much away. And as you as you said, Ava, I'd say you you felt great after, you know. You felt great knowing what you've done. And it's it's a fantastic achievement and something that we can only hope that continues that more people do support. Because especially during the likes of COVID, the amount of people that have lost their jobs and, and these sort of charities, they're being stretched even, even further. Because like, I, I – like, there's a couple in Dublin that I – I do often keep an eye on and, and donate to and you can see even them are being stretched as well you know so it's it's difficult for us all and hopefully we do all come out the other side but last last thing I'm going to finish on is fo- oh, we're going to finish on the football side <laughs> um, Just we just want a safe season and we just want to see everybody back playing and everybody back playing with a smile on their face I think if we get that we'll be all happy Absolutely yeah. oh, 100%
2: Absolutely
0: I do appreciate and- Go ahead. Go. No. No. I was gonna say, like, I do appreciate the work that's gone on behind the scenes because it can't have be been easy. Like, it's cost a lot of money for clubs to get back up and running. We see with all the the COVID checks and all the sort of stuff that players have to do before training and stuff like that. Like, it couldn't have be, been. It hasn't been easy on the clubs and they deserve a lot of credit as well as the FAI for getting things back up and running
2: Yeah and I and I think the clubs have definitely really wanted to get back but the FAI support getting back has been really really good as well and you know a lot of the times they can come in for a hard press but I, I think over the last few months with the Women's National League there's a lot of um things they put in place that they are really happy with and I, I think if we can keep moving in that direction we can really take the Women's National League and as as I suppose we said earlier, players, which is what's important and really provide something that players can really grow and develop and really show off the quality of Irish football. And Aaron, I suppose from both myself and Ava were talking about it earlier, the work you put in and others like you as well, whether it be photography or media work and giving the women exposure, I suppose, fair play. And thanks for all of that, Aaron. Yeah,
1: it's honestly, the, the effort being put in by yourself, cameramen, Coaches, staff, the the entire FAI, like I'm gobsmacked. To be honest, you know, like the organisation, the preparation, the effort, the long nights, you know, the early mornings put in, just to like promote the women's game, even keep it running. You you do feel privileged and lucky as a player. So thank you. I got
0: hooked in 2014, and I can't can't see myself going anywhere ever since.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: just one go, thing. Just one. Go, some more. <laughs> just one thing I do want to mention because we are speaking about Cork City. Just want to wish um, ex-Cork City player and Glasgow City f- forward Claire Shine the best. I know she's going through some hard times at the moment, but the whole football community is thinking about this time.
2: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I hope Claire's doing well, and she she was terrific for other people during lockdown as well. Do you know, so hopefully all's going okay. Absolutely. And when I
1: was starting off with Cork City, like she was someone to look up to like because honestly now her technical ability i you know i was just amazed and constantly looking at what she does in training and things like that so yeah i wish her all the best also
0: guys thank you very much for joining me and i look forward to catching up to real soon thanks thanks, see you.
1: See you again soon. thanks. i'll see you.